Welcome to Recipes for the Entrepreneurial Soul, a podcast hosted by Tanya Rockmore. We promise to tantalize your appetite for business and food. We will take the flavors of business, the spices of life, then mix it together with something mama said must be in every meal, a little something called love. You've never tasted anything like this before, so bring your knife and fork. We have the dish, and let's enjoy Recipes for the Entrepreneurial Soul. Here's your host, Tanya Rockmore. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Recipes for the Entrepreneurial Soul. Man, I am so excited today. I am so excited because it is Soul Food Sunday. And as you know, on Soul Food Sunday, what do we do? We come together with our friends and our family. We bring everybody together and we just have a good time. We laugh, we talk. Uh, hey, we do whatever is necessary to enjoy the day. And right. today, 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 I got some family with me. Y'all, I want to introduce none other than Dr. Dwayne E. Shig. You know, I'll tell you all about him in a minute, but go ahead, Dr. Shig. Go ahead and say hello to my folks out here. Hello, everyone, for this Sunday recipes for the entrepreneurial soul. And I am really glad to be here. Uh, Miss Tanya, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, we're going to have a fabulous time. And I, again, my grandfather says people don't have to be nice. And so when they are, you ought to say thank you. So that's why I'm saying it repeatedly, but not to be redundant. But thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to a great conversation, a great um gold gumbo if you will all right all right all right so we're gonna have some gumbo today y'all that means we're gonna take a little bit of this and a little bit of that throw it there you go make it real good there you go yes okay so let me tell you a little bit about dr shig ladies and gentlemen i i said that he's my family he's my friend whatever you want to call it he's been there in my life for over i want to say you know i'm gonna go ahead and just round it up to 40 years Can exactly we do that? That, that, that's good. Yeah, it's been, a, it's really has been about 40 years. Yes, um, yes. And, and I'm not going to say the truth is probably a few more. Um, <laughs> we just skip that part. Yeah, we're going to leave that part out. We've been knowing each other about 40 years. But man, let me tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why it seems so casual and fun with us and it's not the traditional thing is because we really are family. We um, celebrate and go back to a, a, a common uh, spiritual ground, if you right. will. Right. Um, we come from a place called Calvary Baptist Church right. on the right. corner of 60th and Compton <laughs> in South Central Los Angeles. Exactly. You guys know I love South Central. And um, he, over the years, I met, I, I met Dwayne, uh, sorry, uh, Dr. C. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I met you when, let's see, man, let's go ahead and say a preteen. Right. Exactly. We can say, say preteen. Yeah, and, exactly. And over the years, you are now an author, seven books. Right. And counting, and counting, because right. I don't see you stopping. Well, no, I've got the eighth one coming out in February. It's called Move Forward, Requirements for Advancement. It'll be out February 2019. So, so folks, there it is. 2019, February. Be ready. Dr. Shig is hitting you up uh, with another one, another one. He is a teacher. He is a father, a husband, a son, 
um, a grandfather of four. I, I found that out. I thought yeah. it was just one. Um, oh, man. All right. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember your son growing up. I, I mean, just through the years. Exactly. We go back. And, and, you know, and I remember the wedding. I yeah. remember the celebration. I remember <laughs> when y'all met. Um, and now, ladies and gentlemen, 36 years of marriage. Yes, yes. 36 yes. years of marriage. And not only that, let me tell you something else. 37 years of ministry, of preaching the gospel. And when I tell you that Papa can preach, this man can <laughs> preach. Thank y'all. you. Thank you. Um, and, and he knows me in the same vein. He remember when I was coming up in Calvary and Yes, young girl. Yeah. <laughs> young girl, girl. You're still young, young girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to hesitate at that. I was like, where are you going with that, mister? Where are we going? Where are we going? So, so I'm I'm excited, and I know that I guess you know, and I, the real reason why I'm excited is that I know that some of our family's going to see this because they're all on our Facebook page. Oh, great! So they they're going to see it. You know, Calvary's going to tune in. They're going to be like, "Wait a minute!" Exactly. That Rockmore and that shit done got together. <laughs> oh, that is some gumbo. You know, they're going to do that. They're going to do that reunion time, gumbo time for a little bit this, for a little that. And let it uh, simmer, if you will. And, you know, that's the same recipe for success, for uh, a goal, entrepreneur, business book, whatever the case may be. And so we'll get into that. Absolutely. So, you know what? So let's just jump into it. I, I guess everybody should feel right at home on this Soul Food Sunday. I want to just, I just want you to tell me a little bit. Well, you tell with, tell me a little bit about yourself what you've been doing over the last old oh, 35 no don't go 35 40 <laughs> no you know just tell me about dr shig i mean and really phd i mean he's for real for real a doctor so go ahead and tell share with us um a little bit give us something to dine on okay um presently i host a radio show called the encouraged mint show mint is spelled m-i-n-t just like every now and then you need a breath mint you need an encouraged meant to make things smell better, make things uh, a little bit better. So I, I do that on Thursday evening. And also, I have a regular post, uh, video post on my Facebook Live page on Tuesday morning, 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that is called Your Morning Encouragement. About 15 minutes to give people push as they start their day. And doing that and writing writing books to encourage people, to push people uh, we can talk about it whenever you say, but my latest book is called Go Get It, Stories and Steps to Seize Success. And the book is geared toward uh, motivating people, pushing people, giving not just rah-rah, but how-to and some practical things. There's a chapter in the book called You Can't Alter Your Past, But You Can't Alter Your Future. And then there's another chapter called When the, when the Dream is Big Enough, The Facts Don't Matter. So uh, doing that, writing, um, spend some time teaching, uh, on the collegiate level, uh, taught at seminary or Bible college here near my house, and then for a while taught at the school that I graduated from. So enjoy teaching, teaching some workshops, some seminars for uh, ministers, for leaders, church leaders, but also um, workshops, uh, conversations, seminars for going after your goals, your dreams, and things of that nature. Uh, and matter of fact, have one coming up October 27th, but we'll talk about that later. So teaching. 
writing, uh, inspiring people, and staying married to a little short, light-skinned girl that you know that I've been married to for the last 36 years. So uh, staying out of trouble with her, <laughs> or trying to. Please, please do, because if I remember, if, yeah. and I think I remember, she, you don't want to get in trouble with her. No, 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 you don't not, at do all. not at all, no, not at all. Love me some Cheryl, love, love her. And please <laughs> extend my love to the family, please. I will do that, I will do that. And uh, as I said, father of, uh, well, you know my son Marcus, but father, uh, grandfather of four. Uh, I won't give you their names. I'll give you my names for them. Princess, Precious, Pumpkin, and Paul Paul's partner. Uh, Paul Paul's partner. That's, the, that's my youngest, that's my grandson. Uh, that's the baby, right? The baby. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, his, okay. His, his name is Malcolm Luke Dwayne, but to me, he's Paul Paul's partner. I know that's right. I know that's right. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of you. Now, I know that we both come up in Calvary, and so we kind of have that foundation from right. none other than the man himself. Dr. Manuel, C Manuel Lee Scott. Senior. <laughs> senior, right. Senior. Manuel Scott Senior um, taught me all the foundations of ministerial integrity, uh, the foundation of ministerial manhood uh dr manuel scott senior a great orator but a great pastor shepherd leader great mentor also but but not only that not only that he, he is a great man he was a great father figure exactly was somebody that you could go to and talk to about any and everything at any moment um he he always extended his hand, and he was. And as I heard it one more time, I think I would have done a, a hallelujah shout out to church. But everybody said he was, you know, about his stature because he right. stood all of about what five two maybe five, five two maybe yeah maybe. But um, his, his his manhood and spiritual uh, stature was. Uh, uh, Goliathical, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he laid the foundation for so many things for me. And I know that as I watched our church grow, and I wonder often, where do I get my mindset from? Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted you to come on. Because when you're dealing with family and friends getting together, the one thing that we often have in common is a mindset. Right. Exactly. And I believe with everything that I have that for those of us that were in that era of Calvary, mm -hmm. those of us that came up together, that right. we have a like mindset. If you look at all of us, for the most part, right. we're all entrepreneurs. We're all doing something. One of the things that uh, Dr. Scott implanted in me was for the the love of words and you talk about mindset because words are so powerful and so the love of words and what they mean set a foundation for me so that not just um flippantly saying things but the love of words and their meaning so set that foundation for me as a writer as a preacher obviously uh and as a as a communicator okay now with that being said because we're talking to the our audience today and a, a lot of business owners people right. who are starting up or people who are stagnant in their business or people who are encountering issues and they don't know exactly how or what's going on so 
what I'm getting out of that and what I know to be a fact is that you have to say what you mean and mean what you say. Stay true to your promises. Entrepreneurs today, business owners today, kind of fail in that area because sometimes we overreach mm. our expectations. Right. And right. we don't do what we say because we can't fulfill them. And if we realize that if we uh, uh, simply say what we can do and will do, and then exceed the expectation, set the expectation, right, right. and then you'll find it easier to exceed. Go ahead and speak to that if you will, my brother. Well, see, at, the, and, and as it relates to words and communicating, not just communicating with others, but the words that you say to yourself are so important because words, words create. And whether you are a, a person that, is a biblical person or not, but from that perspective, words create, but from a from an atmospheric perspective, you can go into a room and say the right words and make everything light up, or you can go into a room and say words that just takes everything down. And so as an entrepreneur, as a goal getter and not a quitter, as my wife says, the words that you use can make the difference in you starting the project. And you continuing the project because when things get rocky, what words do you say to yourself? And you talked about entrepreneurs saying the word what they can do. You have to say to yourself what you can do because a lot of times uh, as, as an entrepreneur, as the person, uh, whatever the goal is, we may say to ourselves, I can't. And if you, you've heard the saying, um, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. You're right. And so saying what you can do as an entrepreneur and then reaching to do that, what you said, you not just what you said you're going to do, but it first starts with your self-talk saying mm -hmm. what you can do. I can cook this gumbo. I can put some shrimp in here. I can put some chicken in here. I can put some. You can do that. You and can. So, you can. So that's the first thing you have to uh, say is I can mix this with all the sauces and the spices. I can do that. It, it, it can be done. That's what you have to say to yourself. First of all, I believe that I can do it. And then I'm going to see I can and I'm going two different things. I can do it has to do with your your belief in yourself, the po what I call possibilizing. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. Do, and then I'm going to, uh, when I'm working on a project, working on an event, one of the things that I do with myself as I'm preparing and working on it, I do what I call possibilizing. It is possible for this book to be a bestseller. It is possible for this event to sell out. It is possible for me to help change people's lives. So that's what I say to myself of what can happen. And mm -hmm. then what will happen. So dealing with your question, uh, entrepreneurs, go-getters, we have to say to ourselves what we can do and then what I'm going to do. And I then love that. when you say what you can do, you say what you're going to do, you follow through, then you can look back and say what I did do. Well, I, I got, had to grab it. You saw me. I had to <laughs> grab it because it's what I can do, what right. I'm going to do. And what was that last one? Then look back at what I did do. That's it. What I achieved. Exactly. 
what I achieved. Now, here's something for you. You talk about your words. Let me throw something at you. Don't let your problems do the commanding. Don't let your problems do the commanding, but let your purpose keep you standing. Oh, 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 oh. See, now, one of the things I'm going to have to pray for is to get rid of the spirit of kleptomania because (laughs) some things are just good enough to steal. And I tell people, if you're going to steal, don't steal a pencil. I'm going to steal that. That's a Lamborghini. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to steal, you know, uh, don't steal, but if you're going to steal, so I'm taking, that's a Lamborghini. Don't let your problems do the commanding. Uh, Give it to me again. No, I'm not. You know where I found it. You know where I found that. You need to stop playing. You know where I found it. Ladies and gentlemen, he tried to act funny with me. But that is a quote in his book. And I think it's so, so powerful. Don't let your problems do the commanding. Ladies, sorry about that. I had to play that up. For real. For real, though. You know, you want to talk about some genius right there. Yeah. Don't let your problems do the commanding, but let your purpose keep you standing. Problems with, and and I, I I share this story all the time. You know my mother. You know her well. Yeah. And and one thing about my mother that people didn't know, and I want to share this with you. Um, this is just family talking. We're okay. just family. Is that my mother? Whenever a problem would come up, my mother would sit on the side of her bed. Okay. She would sit on the side of her bed and she would sit there and I'd be like, mommy, please, please lay down, get some rest. You know, I'm trying to dwell on my joy cometh in the morning. You know, (laughs) I'm trying to give her some of that. And my mama said, baby, I can't lay down because if I lay down, these problems will take me down. Ooh, right. She said, so I'm going to sit here and wait on my help. I'm going to sit here until my answer comes. And that's what some folks would just do is just sit there and know that their answer is coming because they've already, they know their purpose. They know that, do you see where I'm going? Right, right, right. They know their purpose. And see, it's the same thing uh, as you relate, and you can relate it to uh, the entrepreneurial spirit, the book, the business, or whatever. Um, if I lay down, if I stop, these problems will take me down. If I don't keep going, if I don't keep doing something, doing something physically, doing something um, in your wait, imagination. Wait, wait. If I don't, wait, 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 wait. If I don't go get it. Ah, uh, sound like a good title for a book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the case. Uh, you know, you have to do something. That's the name of one of my book that came out before this. It's called Do Something. And I borrowed that from my aunt who says, my aunt Elise, who says, you may not always be able to do some things, but you can always do something. Something. Yes, exactly. And so as it relates to the entrepreneurial spirit, we have to keep we have to keep doing. We have to get up. I like what Les Brown says. He says, when you fall, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can, you get, can up. get up. That's right. So the entrepreneurial spirit, we have to, we have to, we don't let, we don't let our uh, oopses overtake us. You know, we have to learn how to turn our oops into an opportunity or what I call an oopsatunity. I like that. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Where, are you, where are you getting all of these shigisms from? <laughs> I, 
I create them and you open up a door. Um, my mother's here visiting me and it makes me think about that because she lives in uh, uh, San Diego and she tells a story when I was, I don't know, seven or eight, uh, we were having a conversation and I said something outlandish for an eight-year-old and she said, where did you get that from? And my re reply was, out my stomach. So the answer to your question is the only thing I can think of, out my stomach. <laughs> it's from the gut. So in exactly. other words, it's from the gut, baby. It's from exactly. the gut. Exactly. Yes, yes. You know, people go, I, I said in one of my podcasts that folks always say I sound like a, a preacher, like I'm preaching all the time. But I just feel like it's, it's such a good time. And to preach is just to manifest and to proclaim the truth. Proclaim. That's good. I like that. To I like proclaim that. the truth. And that's what I think um, we're dining on today, a sermon of truth and something that is going to build us. Come on, come on, and go ahead, jump you, in you, you can You can tell a good meal. You talked about dining and uh, Sunday meals, you know, traditionally Sunday meals, you know, after church or whatever, Sunday meals, you know, mama, grandmama, whoever did, they pulled out all the stops. And so, Dining, and as it relates to your goals and your dreams, you have to dine on on great food. You can't you can't accomplish your goals. Staying with this analogy by dining on fast food, mm. you have to have gourmet in order to reach your goals. So mm. gourmet uh, words, gourmet information, principles, things that's going to uh, stick to your ribs, as they would say, uh, that type of thing. And so those things that would push you, what what are you feeding on? See, Sunday, we have the great meal, but then Monday, do you go back to fast food? No. Mm. For your goals, your dreams, what are you dining on regularly? What's your regular diet? If you have a diet of doubt, do you have a plate of pessimism? What are you dining on? So you're saying to me, if I understand you correctly, that mm -hmm. if I'm dining on doubt, then the chances of success creeping in my door is, is, is doubtful. It's not, it's not likely to happen because if you're dining on junk food, the likelihood is that you're not going to be healthy on the inside from a physical perspective. Mm. The same thing entrepreneurially, the same thing business-wise, the, se the same thing in terms of uh, changing your mindset. There was an old school song by this guy named Tyrone Davis, and the hook was, can I change my mind? Mm. And as it relates to the entrepreneurial spirit, if you're going to be successful, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to change your mind. Your mind has to change. And that is changed by what you allow in it. Your body, health-wise, is going to change by what you dine on regularly. Now, let me, let me throw a little twist on there for you because something just dropped into my spirit as you okay. said that. And that is this. But also as speakers, because I have a lot of speakers here, I have right. a lot of motivators here, and we always talk about mindset. That's just a good plug word. But our, our responsibility Ooh, good in that line is that we not only make sure that our mindset is right, correct, but once we get right, 
we then have the responsibility, responsibility. I see to you. put it out there so that we're helping in our engagement of others so their mindset. Exactly. Uh, once again, you're taking me there. Uh, there's a principle from the book that I use to run my life that says, to whom much is given, mm. much is required, not expected. See, the world says expected, but that's not what the book says. To whom much is given, much is required. And just as you said, when we're given much, we're changed, we've changed our mind. We're dining on good things. We have a responsibility to let somebody else know. When there's a good movie, you tell somebody. When there's a good sale, you tell your friends. And so we have this, uh, this, 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 this appetite, these appetizers that's going to help us get better. And it would be selfish. It would be wrong not to let somebody know, okay, your mindset has been changed that lifted you up. So you need to let somebody else know. See, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to, to need a push. I know what it's like to feel insecure. I know what it's like to uh, have uh, low self-esteem. I grew up with that. And so now that I'm out of it, it would be wrong for me not to help somebody else that's like that, that, that has these uh, low self-esteem, these uh, insecure you know, issues. Coming up, I had that. And, you know, sometimes things happen that didn't that didn't help me out of that. I went to uh, Foshe Junior High School in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, low self-esteem issues, uh, insecurity. And so uh, one day I went to school and for whatever reason, they decided they were going to take me out of my regular classes and put us put me in what at that time. Uh, and don't write me any letters. I'm not trying to be politically cor uh, correct. I'm saying what a 12 year old would say in 1973. Uh, at that time, putting me in the dumb classes. Okay. So can you imagine what that does to a person who already has insecurity issues, already has low self-esteem? And so sometimes things happen that will reinforce the negativity. I'm just thankful that my mother and father uh, didn't just let that stay. And I'm thankful that my mother handled it and not my father, because if my father handled it, it would have got handled, but it, it wouldn't have been pretty. Yeah, it would have been a whole nother thing. <laughs> a whole nother thing. But uh, my mother handled it, and she called the LA Unified, uh, the superintendent of school, and you know, told, her, told, him, told him that she wasn't happy with it, and I was back in my classes the next day. And so I always wondered, how did she get to talk to him? She didn't call a secretary. She talked to the superintendent. And so I always wonder how did she get that number? But the fact that she worked for the Department of Defense and she was a GS-9 didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you don't really have to wonder long. Not really. Not, not, not really. really. Let, me, not really. let me just say this with that in mind. In your book, Encouragements for Your Endeavors, uh -huh. um, which is a motivational book, you right. say something that, that I love. You say, see beyond what is right. so you can seize what can be. See beyond what is. And I believe, I just really believe that that's what we're speaking to and because so often we have situations where we can only see the obstacles. Right, right. But we can't see beyond the obstacles. We can see the mountain, but we can't see what's on the other side of the mountain because we feel as though we're stuck in the valley. All we see and, is the mountain. And all we see is the mountain. We can't see beyond that. Right. But knowing 
knowing that there is something on the other side of that, knowing that, okay, there's a mountain there. What I want is on the other side. So how do I get there? Either I'm going to get a plane and take me over there or I'm going to climb. But as you said, you have to see, you have to see what's on the other side. So if you can't see it uh, optically, you have to see it here because you know something's over there. And this is the book that you're making reference to. Yes. Um, yes. Encouragement for your endeavors. But you have to, you have, and going back to what we were saying earlier, not only do you have to see it, but we're talking about speaking. Okay, I can, there's something on the other side. So I see it here, but I can see myself climbing. It's going to take a long time, but I see myself climbing. It's going to take a struggle, but I see myself I see climbing. Myself. I see myself. And if you don't, you'll always stay at the bottom of the hill talking about, you know, sounding like Keith Sweat, I want to, I want to, I want <laughs> Now, Now, you know, you're talking about what we see. But right. you and I know that because we were at Calvary, I'm going to say a good 18, 19 years of my life, every time mm -hmm. I walked through those church doors, uh -huh. I read something else. Okay. <laughs> I right. read something else. Uh-huh. And you know where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> right across right across the baptismal, it said a people without a what? A vision. vision. Where there is no vision. Where there is no vision. Perish. People perish. People perish. They and for, perish. And for a long time, uh, you know, I didn't know exactly what that meant. But when I when I looked it up as I as I grew, I looked it up. It says where there is no vision, and that word vision in the original Hebrew language is a word that means where there is no revealed word. The people perish. That word perish is a word that means cast off restraint. So where there's nothing revealed, if you have nothing to look forward to, you'll cast off restraint. When you cast off restraint, anything can take you. And see, like that, that's the key. That's the key, though, is that we don't receive the revelation. We, we stop the revelation with our sight. With we our sight. Blind it. Exactly. Because of our sight. Our exactly. sight blinds us. So how does that tie into the entrepreneurial soul? The entrepreneurial soul, not the spirit, right, not, right. Not, not the entrepreneur in the physical, but the entrepreneurial soul to be fed is a soul that has a vision, that exactly. has that revelation, that is not blinded by sight, that is not overcome by the obstacles of business. Exactly. And that is what I believe my ministry has become, is to, to speak to those individuals. And I believe your ministry has reached out so far beyond the walls of failure, the failing Ooh. entrepreneur. Right. Into right. the realm of creating success. That's the word creating because there's a chapter in, uh, my, in my latest book called Stop Waiting and Start Creating. Mm-hmm creating you have you can create well let me deal with the first thing you, you said you talked about uh you know the, the walls or uh the mindset you talked about seeing it the failures you have to just like you see the failures we can't spend too much time on that we can't spend too much time saying seeing what didn't or can't work and going back to that mindset that you talked about that we you have to do something with your mind so that you can you can see beyond the fall because I tell people falling is not failing. 
and failing is not final. Well, and, and the thing about it is that I can fall forward. Exactly. Well, I can fall forward. Jack John Maxwell uh, has a book, and, and he talks about failing forward. And you can, I tell people falling, as along with those lines, falling forward, but fall attempting something. Okay, I worked on this book, and it didn't come to pass, but at least I failed doing something. I didn't fall for nothing. I didn't fall just standing still. I failed at the 10-yard line. I started at the one, but I failed forward. I failed doing something. And so when those things happen, those obstacles you talked about, uh, but seeing the revealed word, the, re the revelation, seeing the dream, seeing what can happen, and then creating, see, it's not always there already what you're going to do or what you can do. And sometimes we, we focus on too much on the how. I remember hearing a story of um, George Lucas when Star Wars first, even before it came out, he had, you know, the vision in his mind of what he wanted to do. But the technology didn't exist to shoot what he had in his head. So mm. he invented the technology. You know what? Let me let me just share my 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 uh, family member that is in uh, theater because you know I did that and okay. I never will forget. People want to know how did I start writing and how did I start writing? Well, here's the truth. Here is the absolute truth. I got my first directing job. All right. A show called um, Mama's Dream. Okay. I got my first directing job and I was directing my butt off. I was doing everything <laughs> that I had seen all my relatives do during the years. And everybody that I knew that was famous, I saw them telling so-and-so to do this and just barking artists, changing scripts, doing everything. And then Derek Wilson was the writer of that show. Okay. And I, Derek came to me and he pulled me outside. He Jeez. said, if you want to write a show, Go write your show. But you didn't write this show. You're fired. Oh. You have changed everything about my show. You're fired. Oh. Well, I wasn't worried about it. You're going to fire me? I am a Rockmore. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know what my name means in this business? Do you know who I'm related to? Let me make a phone call. I can get another job. Right. Arrogance. And so I called Cliff Rockmore. Okay. And I said, Cliff. I got fired. I need a job. He had three shows running in LA at the time. Okay. He could have easily given me a job. I hear a butt coming. But Cliff said, on the phone, and this is when the phones were good when you had something to hold on to. Right, 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 he right. He said, create one. Oh. And hung up the phone. What? Two he words. Can't give me no mercy? One. He didn't give None me no mercy. He didn't let you cry on his shoulder. <laughs> None at all. He said, create one. So I, at first I was angry. Then I realized what he told me to do. He said, create it. I remember what Derek told me to do. If you want a show, go write it. So I sat down and my first piece in three days, I went back to him on a legal pad with a full on musical called No Time for Laughter, which was my first piece that toured. Okay. A full on musical, no time for laughter. And that was because, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll, no, go ahead, finish. That was because my options were few. My attitude was wrong and wow. I had to be humbled and taught 
that if I had to pave a way, I could not let the obstacle of being fired stop me. Exactly. I had to go and see beyond that obstacle so and that I could see my vision expanded and suddenly everything that I saw happening for the one show Mama's Dream was that was with my sight. But my vision Ooh. became when the revelation hit me that I was not only a director, but I was a writer, producer, and director. You see, my uncle, uh, Pastor Escafi Shig, uh, he has a saying that we've been using for years. He says, got to will make you do. When you have to do something, and see, sometimes people are looking for it out, entrepreneurs, they're looking for a job, they're looking for a way to get their product or project known. And as you just said, sometimes we're waiting for people to give us stuff, but other, you have to create. And we think about things that exist, but at one time, they didn't exist. They were created. And we look at some of the things we see now and how did they become created. I read a story about the American Music Awards. Mm -hmm. you know, and that award show was created to fill a time block. The Grammys had moved from ABC to CBS. And ABC had a two-hour hold in their time schedule. So Dick Clark created the American Music Awards to fill a two-hour hole. Wow. Created the Hoodie Awards. Uh, Steve Harvey, they started out as a three, four-hour thing at the forum. Created to just give recognition to local people. Right. Into a, a weekend. Created. Created. I, I am a, a speaker. I wanted to, you know, that's what I do. It's not that I wanted to, I can't help it. And so uh, public speaker, they call it motivational speaker. So, you know, you want people to give you an opportunity to speak. Well, until people know who I am, they're not going to give me an opportunity. My books, my books hadn't sold, you know, in the beginning because people didn't know who I was. So what did I do? I created my own speaking opportunity. I created my own opportunity for me and for others to uh, showcase our books. Uh, every March, I have an event called the Selfie Author Showcase, where new authors, new self-published authors, uh, they get a chance to come, uh, they get time to speak about, sign, and sell their books. Now, they're brand new authors, nobody knows who they are, but they have a venue where they can sign, they can sell their books, and they get time to talk about it. And then I speak some words of encouragement, motivation. Well, while I'm waiting for the people to uh, call me to go on the road to speak in New York or in London, while I'm waiting for somebody to give me a, spe a speaking engagement in London, I'm going to create one in Los Angeles. And, 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 and that's truly, as we wrap this up, because we are looking at time, and I, I don't want to hold you because I value your time. As we wrap this up, that's what building business is all about. Right. That is what building a, a people, that's what it's all about, is creating the attitude, creating the mindset, creating the business out of need. Right now, with everything that's going on in the world, you have movements that are being created out of necessity. Right. The, the, the greatest fulfillment is when you are successful based 
out of your need, out of necessity. Is that's what I'm hearing from you? Is that um, because it's needed, because it's required, because there's no options? Right. I had to do it. I got to do it. And basic, basic business as well as basic ministry is finding a need and filling it. And filling it. Entrepreneur finding a need and uh, filling it. Real quick, uh, Jay Salmon has an awesome book. Uh, Jay Salmon, Jay Summit, a uh, book called. Um, it's called. It's oh man, it's leaving my brain right now. Uh, but it's a book. Uh, it talks about re-examining yourself. It talks about changing your mindset uh man i just finished reading it a few about a month ago but uh it's called it's called disrupt yourself disrupt yourself by jay salmon and he says that people don't buy a drill because they want a quarter inch drill they want a quarter inch hole mm. so he says what you, we have to do as entrepreneurs create and sell what's going to fill the hole so you sell them a drill bit not because they want a drill bit but they want the hole so we can we can do that. So disrupt yourself and do the things that are going to satisfy needs and want and uh, fill fill a hole. So what do I have that will fill their hole? Their hole of hope. Their hole of need. Their hole of uh, overcoming. Their, and see that's what I do. I encourage people to fill the hole of hopelessness. I encourage people to fill the hole of low self esteem. I encourage people to fill the hole of I can't, they won't let me. Well, don't wait for them to let you do it as my granddaughter would say, do it your own self. Mm. So I, I, that's what I do. I fill holes. So, so tell me, so tell me. <laughs> I, I know you have an event coming up. Right. And before Thank you, you so tell me, before you tell me about your event, I know you February 2019 is coming up. Um, tell me just quickly, share with us about your books. I know uh, Go Get It is important and it's now and we need to go get it. And right. I know that it can be found on Amazon. All your books can be found on Amazon. Exactly. Um, they can be found on Amazon. And it's Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E. E Shig. E that that's that's a whole new initial. E. Dwayne E. Shig. Right. Yeah. It right. stands for Emmanuel. Am I correct? Exactly. Exactly. Don't act like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, 40 years, you ought to know. <laughs> um, PhD, Dr. Dwayne E. Shig. PhD. Go to Amazon. You can check them out. But you know what? Go ahead and just for about 30, 30, 30, 45 seconds. Go ahead and speak to your books and to what you have coming on in that. And then tell us about your event. And Appreciate so, cause it, you know, after a good meal, after a great meal, you know what we like to do. So let's go ahead and, 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 and get it done. Go ahead, sir. My, uh, the last book, latest book is go get it stories and steps to see success. It pushes people. It gives you some practical things to, uh, help you go after your dreams. This filled with motivating messages and it has some encouragement quotes in here. One of the encouragement quotes on page 13 says, if you're willing to do what's uncomfortable for a little while, you can live in comfort after a while. And so that book has those type of um, encouragement uh, quotes and then a chapter called 
when the dream is big enough, the facts don't matter. And here's a book that I wrote for ministers. It's called How to Be a Good Preacher, Becoming a Workman That's Not Ashamed. If you're in ministry, know somebody in ministry, um, just helping you to learn how to properly prepare a message and how to support your pastor. And then the event coming up, October 27th, 2018, is called the Encouragement Event. We'll be in the atmosphere of achievers. You'll be hearing from some other people who are already working in their dream on their goals. And then I'll be speaking words of encouragement to help you start. Start believing in yourself. Start the book. Start the business. Also to help you stop. Stop waiting for everybody to come aboard. Stop waiting for the exact right time. Not only that, but to stand, to stand through adversity. As I said, we'll be talking about how to uh, turn your oops into opportunities or oops opportunities and then how to stay stay focused don't let your dreams be destroyed by distraction and that's at the Carson Community Center October the 27th 11 to 1 for information well right now until October 13th the registration online is only $15 and you can do that by PayPal if you want any uh, information I have some room for a couple more vendors also so for any information you can contact me at drshig that's dr sam harold ida george george at gmail.com and you can find me on facebook under Dwayne chig also under your encouragement m-i-n-t all right make sure that it's on my page as well on facebook and we'll make sure that you know it's out i know october's on the way and that just happens to be three days after the best day of my mother's life <laughs> I just need you to know that. that. Three days after the best day of her life. Okay. Of her life. Exactly. Because you know, that was the day. Uh -huh. She had a little baby girl named Latanya Rock. Rock of you know, So, you know, October 24th, I was born, but on October 27th, we want to commune with you and congregate and be there um, and get the, the, the blessings that you're going to uh, bestow. Because I, I already know and I've, I've been in your company many times. Thank you, so Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. So I appreciate your time. I know your time is valuable. I know it was difficult uh, getting this uh, scheduled, but you fit us in, and I'm I'm happy. I'm honored to be here and um, just sup with you and just get this goodness. It, this this was not where I thought we were going to go. Like <laughs> I showed you, my cards were clean. I didn't have any notes. I just wanted right. to have a casual good time, and I did. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed. I had a great time. And just like, you know, great gumbo, you might find some shrimp, some chicken, some turkey sausage, and then all that juice in there. And you've got to get some cornbread or something to sop all <laughs> sop that it up. up. Sop and, it up. And, you know, have some rice. So uh, a great meal. There's something for everybody. And so I trust on this, uh, on this Sunday meal, we were able to feed a little something for uh, everybody's appetite. And I'd say thank you so much for having me, for the opportunity uh, to be here. I greatly appreciate it. It's my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure.